Wednesdays with Walton on Scoops with Danny Mac is always brought to you by Stratum Structural Systems, waterproofing, foundation repair. If you, in this wet season, have basement waterproofing issues, foundation repair, crack repair, egress windows, just go to stratumrepair.com. And that website is easy to navigate in terms of seeing before and after uh, pictures that maybe you're dealing with at your home. They can help you. We've sent many people over to Stratum. Make sure you do that as well for all your basement waterproofing needs, Stratum Structural Systems. Also, we need to tell you about Rottler. Rottler Pest Solutions, most trusted family-owned pest control company in the region. Right now, free general pest inspection. They're open seven days a week. $35 off pest control, $35 off wildlife removal. And that's all at Rottler, R-O-T-T-L-E-R.com. Let's bring in Brian Walton of thecardinalnation.com, and I tell everyone, make sure you subscribe to thecardinalnation.com. Minor League Camp is opening up in a couple of days officially, and if you want to hear about and know about uh, the fine minor leaguers that the Cardinals have, and there's some really good ones we're going to get into, make sure you subscribe to thecardinalnation.com. And what we're going to do today is something that I think is really cool. Brian came out on his website, the 2022 Cardinal Nation Cardinals All-Prospect Team will go position by position, who they are, why he selected them, and how it all uh, came about. Hey, Brian, good morning to you. How you doing? Good morning, Dan. It's a pleasure to be close to talking about real-life baseball being played on the field. That's right, and I'm looking forward to it. So let, let's start with this. The All-Prospect Team of 2022, you've got your rankings uh, for position by position. How did, how did you come up with this, and, and what went into figuring out who goes at what position and, and why they're number one at that prospect list? Well, the, the prospect ranking process that we go through every year looks at the potential of the player, of course, where he is right now, where we think he could be, and then the risk it's going to take to get there. And, of course, risk, the farther the player is away from the major leagues and the le- less success he's had, the higher risk it's going to be that he's actually going to make it. So that all gets put into a big mixer, and we come up with the rankings. Now, they've been announced, and folks can you know see the top 50 for 2022 at the Cardinal Nation. And then picking the all-prospect team is basically just sorting the team by position and then looking at the players that fall out um, um, at the top of each position. And I'll tell you that this year the entire all-prospect team is ranked in the top 20. So what that says is that there's very good positional depth among the top prospects in the Cardinals system. Let's start with catcher, and you went with, no surprise here, Yvonne Herrera. How did you come up with Yvonne Herrera? And tell us about this young man. Well, Von Herrera has certainly uh, been the heir apparent to Yadier Molina on the 40-man roster, so is in a position where uh, he has not. He only got a brief cup of coffee with Memphis at the end of 2021, so he'll get a chance now probably to play at Memphis every day or, or multiple times per week as he gets ready for the majors. He'll be there with catcher Ali Sanchez, who's also in our top 25, more of a defensive guy, a guy that the Cardinals got kind of quietly from the Mets last spring. So I think the Cardinals will be very strong at AAA. And, you know, of course, Andrew Kisner's there as well. But when an injury occurs, if it's a long-term injury, I think Herrera would be the guy to be called up if there's a chance for him to play. Otherwise, if it's a short-term reserve situation, then they probably bring up Ali Sanchez and keep Herrera at AAA to keep playing every day. First base, Juan Yepes, who could be the DH eventually at the, um, the major league level. We'll see. Yeah, I think Juan Yepes, you know, everybody I think is already familiar with his story by now, but basically it's a rags to riches story. Use the year off to get stronger, smarter, 
uh, and was just exceptional in 2021 at AA, at AAA in the Arizona Fall League, got added to the 40-man roster in, the, in St. Louis's roster for the wild card game, um, is not a strong defender. He can play multiple positions, first, third, corner, outfield, but he's not probably a major league quality defender. But he has a major league quality at bat with considerable power, and so you know, and and he doesn't have bad position splits either. So, you know, Juan Yepes is a guy that in a normal year, hopefully, would have the time to come to camp and earn a major league job. Now, you know, we don't know with the compressed camps that are going to be in place this year, uh, you know, how that's going to work for some of these young guys. But Juan Yepes is definitely a guy who we're going to see get a lot of at bats with St. Louis this year. No surprise, Nolan Gorman is at second base. But what I love what you did is that you put a C on his chest, if you will, the unofficial captain of this team. Uh, I like that. I, I wish there was more captains in baseball, but I like what you did here. Well, Nolan Gorman, again, folks know, you know, he was the Cardinals' first pick back in 2018, and he's been in the top three or four prospects of the system his entire time as a Cardinal. And so, but, so those four years being on our top prospect list gives him the seniority, and therefore he's the captain of the team. Obviously, Gorman changed positions. The first three years he was on the prospect team, he was the third baseman. This year, you know, he's the starting second baseman on the team. And that's important because the third base position has a wealth of riches behind Gorman, including uh, Malcolm Nunez and, of course, Jordan Walker. Absolutely. And then there's, at shortstop, Mason Wynn. But is he a shortstop or a pitcher? I guess we've got to figure that out. Well, yeah, the Cardinals really need to figure out what they're going to do with Mason Wynn. You know, the word since he was drafted in 2020 was that he was going to be both a shortstop and a pitcher, but he's only thrown one inning as a professional so far uh, last season. And so Mason Wynn, is, he could go back to high A to start the year, could go to double A. But at some point in time, he's got to pitch more to keep his pitching talents in line with his shortstop and, and base running and hitting talents. And so, because otherwise that, that mismatch, that imbalance is going to occur where when the shortstop might be ready to be promoted, but when the pitcher hasn't played. So I think, I think given Mason Wynn's not a big, tremendous athlete, tremendous athlete, but he's not a big guy and he's probably not a guy who's going to be a starting pitcher in the major leagues, but ideally the best scenario for Mason Wynn, I think, is if he could make, reach the majors as a shortstop and then be a, a part-time reliever who could come in maybe once or twice a week and pitch um, uh, and, and help the Cardinals that way. But a lot more work to be done, but Mason Wynn's an exciting prospect. Absolutely. It'd be fascinating to see what happens with him. Third base, I can't wait to see this kid, and that's Jordan Walker. And I, I saw, I think it was on uh, maybe Baseball America, Brian, but everybody talks about this young man that he's big. He's six foot five. He can run. He's got a great arm. But I, I've I've heard, and obviously he can hit. That's what's going to carry him to the big leagues. But I, I've also read and heard he's a tremendous defensive player. Have, have you seen that or heard that as well? He's a solid third baseman. There's no doubt. Jordan Walker, we're talking about. In fact, he was ranked as the top third base prospect in all of baseball by Baseball America. I think that's what you were referring to. Yeah. Now, you know, as we saw with Nolan Gorman. You know, there's another Nolan who's going to be at the third base for St. Louis for the next half a dozen years. And so at some point in time, the Cardinals are going to have to make a decision. Do we keep Jordan Walker at third base or do we have him learn another position? And first base will be an obvious, but guess what? There's a long-term guy there too in Paul Goldschmidt. So, you know, a corner outfield is kind of where some people, not the organization necessarily, but people outside the Cardinals are thinking Jordan Walker might end up. So the question for him is, at what point in time do you start to give him opportunities to play other positions if that's what his major league role is going to be? He finished, he uh, excelled last year across low A and high A. He's definitely a guy who would come to camp and look to compete for a job 
to uh, play in double A, which used to be called the Texas League, now double A Central League. And that's traditionally been a good hitters league. So there's high hopes that Jordan Walker will continue to build on his offensive success in 2021. Corner outfield, and we've seen this guy at the big leagues, and that's Lars Newpar. So he's still on your prospect list. That's right. Lars Newport hasn't reached the limit. What we use for prospect eligibility, and a lot of sites do this, uh, 50 innings pitched for a pitcher, 130 at-bats for a position player in the major leagues. And even though Lars Newport was with St. Louis quite a while this last season, he didn't reach that level uh, to reach uh, rookie qualification. So Lars Newport will be among those considered for the 2022 Rookie of the Year, and that makes him one of the corner outfielders on our team. I think it's pretty clear that Lars Newport is set to be the fourth outfielder for St. Louis the first guy to step into a starting role if there's an injury or, or some type of problem. Uh, but some of the question is, what is the depth behind Lars Newbar in the minor leagues? And that's where we come to the other corner outfielder, Alec Burleson, who was drafted in 2020, of course couldn't play that year, moved up across three levels in the system, uh, played exceptionally well, uh, is a strong outfielder, can uh, do a lot of things very well. Would like to see maybe a little more power from him, but that's the only knock on a guy who moved up very quickly. He's only 23 years old. He's not a candidate to be with St. Louis early in the year, but if he really uh, plays well at AAA, he's a guy that could get added to the 40-man roster and that we could see sort of as the number five outfielder, so to speak, this coming season. Yeah, a a guy with a high upside, and we've talked about it a lot, is Joshua Baez. You have him at center field. A lot of people think he'll be a corner, but uh, just a, a huge upside in terms of athleticism. I mean, he is swinging for power, played in, in cold weather, um, so it's going to take a little time to see you know, if he can adapt to the, the quality of play and the opposition uh, gives him. But, uh, again, I think a lot of people are very high on this young man. Yeah, the Cardinals' second-round pick in 2021 uh, from the Northeast, so you know, a cold-weather uh, type of player, but you know, had a lot of experience in the national showcases. Uh, is a big young man, but very good athletically. And you're right, he could end up being a corner outfielder. Right now, though, he's athletic enough to play center field, and that's where the Cardinals have him playing. Uh, you know, he's, he's also quite brash when he was signed. He talked about, you know, trying to model his game after Mike Trout and hopes that he told me that his hopes would be in the major leagues in two to three years. That's probably a little aggressive, but uh, Joshua Baez is definitely a tremendous athlete. He played in the Florida Complex League and, you know, got his feet wet in the pro game, took some lumps. But, you know, we're talking about a young man at 18 years of age who has uh, a lot of future ahead of him. Absolutely. Now let's go to the pitching. No uh, surprise here. Your left-handed starter, Matthew Libertor. Matthew Libertor, we've talked about him so much. You know, led the system in innings pitched last year, very durable. Uh, Came on as the season went on, continued to pitch better and better, go deeper and deeper into games. Uh, the Cardinals could be tempted to bring him up as a, as a reliever when there's a, when there's a, a gap. I'm hoping that they keep him as a starter, but a lot will depend on guys like Johan Oviedo and Jake Woodford and kind of how the starting derby shakes out. But Matthew Libertor probably won't be up as quick as Nolan Gorman, but he's a guy that we're definitely going to see get some meaningful time with St. Louis in 2022. Yeah, and he could fall into your left-handed reliever. I'm going to jump to that and then go back to the right-handed starter. But you had none for left-handed reliever, but maybe that's where Matthew Libertor goes initially with the big leagues. We'll see. Yeah, that's right. And the Cardinals have done that with other pitchers in the past, back to Carlos Martinez. Dakota Hudson spent his first you know, partial season in the majors as a reliever. It's not like that hasn't Of course, Adam Wainwright going back even further. You know, so it's not unheard of that a starter has to play a relief role until a job opens for him. So the real question is, but, but it's hard once a guy is 
prepared as a starter to go to reliever and then go back to starting in the same season. You know, it's a different routine to prepare to relieve than it is to prepare to start and throw 100 pitches in a day. So I think Libertor is special enough that the Cardinals may not want to burn a year for him in relief, but a lot depends on the dynamics of the 26-man roster and the 13 pitchers. Who's ready to go? Are there injuries? Are there, you know, is there a critical need? In which case, maybe they make a decision to have Libertor pitch in relief the first year. Right-handed starter is uh, last year's draft choice strike thrower Michael McGreevy. Yeah, Michael McGreevy is a guy who just hates to allow base runners, and you love to see that in a pitcher. Uh, sometimes, though, as he saw as a rookie, that meant he was a little more hittable than he liked because pitches on the edge of the zone, uh, you know, were getting hit. But he, you know, he like a lot of the Cardinals draft picks who are pitchers, of which most of them were last year. Um, the Cardinals are very careful with these pitchers their first year in the system because they pitched a full season in college ball or in high school ball, and they don't want to stress their arms. So 2022 is going to be the first time to see Michael McGreevy pitch more than an inning in a game, probably at low A, um, maybe maybe even high A, and it'll be interesting to see uh, how he does. Certainly there's hopes that he can be a mid-to-back rotation starter uh, for St. Louis in a couple years. He's just 21 years old. And finally, the right-handed reliever. Heard a lot about him. Maybe it's because of the name Tink Hentz, and you go, oh, Tink Hentz. I've heard that name before, but uh, tell us about this young man. Yeah, Tink Hentz is a young man who is – in the same draft class as Mason Wynn and Jordan Walker, a uh, pitcher. Uh, for whatever reason, though, in 2021, he didn't uh, throw a lot of innings, just was on the, was on the Florida Complex League rookie-level team and just pitched an inning at a time. Uh, a guy with tremendous potential can throw in the upper 90s, but we haven't seen him in an extended role yet. So I called him a reliever in our top uh, prospect rankings and on our prospect team because that's the role that he's played. But, again, just 19 years old. A lot of potential, but we got to see him out of rookie ball uh, into a, a more competitive environment and see what's in. Right now, Hens is in our top 20. Last year, he was pushing the top 10. But again, others have uh, you know had better years in 2021. We're able to show us more. Brian, what are you working on at thecardinalnation.com? Well, the biggest thing is Dan. We've uh, announced pre-sales are open for our 2022 prospect guide, uh, over 200 pages, four major sections. Where one where we review the 2021 season. Uh, for players and teams. Then we look at um, how we slice and dice this top 50 prospect list, the new guys, the guys who left the team, depth by position, um, when they're going to reach the majors, that type of thing. Then the detail is a third section, which is the write-ups on the top 50 players, as well as another dozen who just missed the top 50 and some sleepers that we put in there. And then the final, the fourth section of the, the, the 2022 prospect guide is a history section where we look back at top prospect list, top former award winners. Uh, we look at prior Rule 5 drafts, prior international signings, uh, prior Cardinals drafts. So a wealth of information not only about what happened in the minor league system last year, but what's going to ha happen with the top prospects in the system this year, and a lot of history information as well that you won't be able to find anywhere else. No, it's phenomenal stuff, and I'm assuming you're going to come out with your prospect guide again, uh, which could be mailed to you or, or taken online as well, but that's probably coming up as well. That's right, Dan. Uh, there's two ways to purchase it. One is in PDF form, uh, and that'll ship first, of course. And then there'll be a spiral-bound uh, color uh, guide that uh, can also be purchased, and that's going to take a little longer probably by the end of the month to get it done to the printer and then mailed out. But, uh, yes, it's going to be available in uh, two forms. Great stuff. Thanks, Brian, and we'll catch you up next Wednesday. Sounds good, Dan.